Hey, this is Greg Sanders. Thanks for listening today. It's our hope that this message will help you connect to God, grow in His Word, and serve the kingdom in a greater capacity. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. Well, today is our final, our final message in this series called God Moments. And uh, I want to welcome our students back from youth camp this week. I hope you students, I believe that some of you students had some God moments. And I just want to tell you, if you had a God moment at camp this week, I, I want to hear about it. Uh, so, so tell me, students, I want to hear about it. Uh, but as a church, we've been praying, God, give us more and more God moments. And how many of you know that God moments can happen anywhere? God moments can happen in your home. God moments can happen in a church like this. I'm praying at the end of the service today, I'm going to give you an opportunity for prayer. I pray that some of you have a God moment in this service this morning. You can have a God moment in your office at work. Anywhere where you connect with the Spirit of God can be a transformative God moment in your life. And today's message is simply this, how to move from breakdowns to breakthroughs. Let me tell you, have you ever had a moment where you just felt like you were about to have a breakdown? Nervous or any other type of breakdown. You're just like, you, you've had it up to here. Can I tell you, all through God's Word, you, you can find people who are at, this, at the point of about to have a breakdown. They're about to just throw in the towel. They're about to call it quits. But in that moment when they were about to give up, God showed up and turned their breakdown into a breakthrough. And I'm praying this morning that some of you in this room, you walked in and you thought, God, I am to the end of my rope. I'm about to go, I'm about to go crazy. Maybe it's financially, maybe it's in your marriage, maybe it's with your emotions or whatever it is today. I want to believe and I'm going to pray that today God is going to move you from the place of breaking down to the place of breaking through where you have a God moment and your life is never the same. Amen? I'll just tell you, my testimony has been this over and over through my life. Life takes me to a place where I'm about to have a breakdown, and God gives me a breakthrough. And, and once I get that breakthrough, once God gets me over what my most recent crisis is, there is such a peace in knowing that, God, you're with me, and you haven't failed me. There's been moments where I thought, you know, Lord, this might be the time you can't get me out of this. But he's never done it. He always shows up. Today, we're going to look at a lady who had a God moment from Scripture. Most of you will know her story. If not, you'll at least know her name. Her name was Hannah. And in 1 Samuel, I'm going to read her story to you. It might take us a minute, but stick with me. There was a certain man, 1 Samuel chapter 1. From Robertham, I've been asking the Lord, why couldn't you give us names like Stephen and Bill and Mark and be from cities like Cabot and Little Rock? I don't understand, but anyway. Whose name was Elkanah. Some of you are, are pregnant and you're looking for baby names. Here you go. He had two sons. Or, I'm sorry, he had two wives. He had two sons also, or he had some kids too, but he had two wives. One was called Hannah, and the other one was called Paniah. And I'll just tell you, all week long, I've been reading this, I just keep on calling her Phineas when I'm preaching to myself. And so I guess it's from like watching Phineas and Ferb with my kids a long time ago. So if I go there with my mouth, just know I mean this name. <laughs> Hannah 
Paniah had children, but Hannah had none. Year after year, this man went up from his hometown to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh, where Hophani and Paniah, the two sons of Eli, were priests of the Lord. And they had their own story, which many of you know. And whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to his wife, Paniah, and to all of her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he gave a double portion because he loved her. And the Lord himself had closed her wound. And because the Lord had closed Hannah's wound, her rival, now you're picking up on this, this guy didn't just have a bad name, he had a bad situation. He had two wives. And one wife had several kids, Hannah had none. And the wife that had no kids, listen to what she did. She kept provoking Hannah in order to irritate her. And this went on year after year. And whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and she would not eat. Her husband would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Have you ever noticed how trouble in one area of your life has a way of sneaking trouble into other areas? Right? Hannah's trouble had now become a a source of grievance in her relationship. And once they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow, said, Lord, if you will only look upon your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. And as she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart, and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. And Eli thought she was drunk, and he said to her, How long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. Not so, my Lord, Hannah said. I'm a woman who's deeply troubled, and I've, I've not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my spirit to the Lord. Don't take your servant for a wicked woman. I've been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. And Eli answered, said, go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant what you've asked of him today. Father, I love you. I thank you for every person in the room today, and I pray that there's for every person in the room who would describe this moment as a moment needing a breakthrough. And still they've been facing hardship, disappointment, difficulty, and impossibility. I pray you will transform those things into places of breakthrough, that they could say it was on this date that God spoke to me and changed my life. I pray that will happen. God, speak to me today and speak through me, not the words of people, but the words of God. Anoint our ears, our hearts, and our minds to hear what the Holy Spirit would say to us. And all the people in the room said amen. So Hannah had a solitary, single problem, single issue that sort of grew into multiple issues. Her issue was she wanted a son and couldn't have a son. But Hannah's issue was more than just, it was more than just the desired unmet. See, in these days, if you didn't have a son, it was more than just, oh, that's too bad. It was, it was an economic issue. It was a security issue. 
It wasn't just the fact that you were disgraced among the women of the, of the city, which you were in those days, to not have a child. Uh, it was to, it was to be, most people believed you were cursed by God, you were being insulted by God, you were being punished by God. So, but, so it was a spiritual issue, not for her personally, not that she had done something wrong, but that's how people perceived it. And it was, it was just a reproach upon her whole life. And it, it went on, not for, if you'll notice, the Bible says while Hannah is desiring children, her rival, the, the other wife in the house, is having multiple children. So uh, last time I checked, it takes about nine months to have a child, right? Okay. And her rival has had child after child after child. So this wasn't a, a three-month difficulty or a nine-month difficulty. We don't know how many years Hannah desired a son, and yet year after year, instead of receiving a son, all she received was ridicule and insult in her very home and even in the house of God. And I don't know if you've ever had a moment where you wondered, God, I don't know how long and how much more of this I can take. But if you've ever had a moment where you pray, God, I don't know how long and how much more of this I can take. If you've ever had that thought, then you know how Hannah felt. It was year after year, month after month, in her home, in the community, and even in the house of God. However, Hannah's breakdown moment where she lost it on the steps of the temple, when she lost it by the doorpost, when she lost it at this, at this worship service, and she just broke down. The Bible says she wept bitterly. That place of bitter tears became a place of enormous promise in her life. The Bible says she left that doorpost different than when she kneeled down. She stood up a new person because she was now a person of promise. And I've just come to declare to you today, I don't care how broken down you may feel, the enemy will lie to you and tell you your past is sealed but you are a person of promise you are a child of God the word of God will work for you too he will turn your breakdown into breakthroughs and he's got a track record a break of turning people's breakdowns into breakthroughs this morning well pastor how can God turn my breakdown into a breakthrough I want to tell you a few ways that I believe God and why God answered Hannah's prayer Number one, because her prayer was aligned with the heart of God. See, Hannah's prayer was not a bargaining prayer. She didn't just say, now God, if you'll give me this, then I'll do that. When you read it on the surface, you can think that's what it is. But actually, Hannah's family was from the tribe of Levi, and all the Levites' firstborn sons were supposed to be given to the Lord's service anyway. But how do you know that people don't always do what they're supposed to do? And sometimes people take what they get and use it on their own pleasures instead of God's desires. So Hannah says, Lord, I know what other people are doing, but Lord, if you'll just give me this son, I'm not going to keep him for myself. I'm not going to deny him from serving you. God, if you'll just answer this prayer, then I will give to him all the days of his life. He will belong to you. Let's just admit it. Sometimes our prayers are not aligned with God's desires. Have you ever prayed a prayer that was not aligned with God's desire? You know, James talks about that sometimes the reason we don't receive what we ask for is because we ask for it with selfish motives. But that's not Hannah's case. 
She's not praying out of selfishness. She's praying in alignment with what she knew God's will for her life was to be. And in order for our breakdowns to become breakthroughs, we've got to make sure that we're praying through and praying in accordance to God's word. 1 John chapter 5 says this is the confidence we have, that if we approach God and asking for things in alignment with his will, then we can have them. See, God does not answer. I know I'm going to blow somebody's mind here today. But God does not answer prayers that go against his commands. And sometimes Christians, I know you don't believe this, but sometimes believers pray things that are in opposition to God's will. I have heard people pray things like, God, would you please break up that marriage so I can marry that man? I've heard that prayer. Can I tell you, God doesn't answer that prayer. I've heard people pray like, God, would you just give that person a sore throat so I can have the solo? Or worse, God, would you let LSU win a ball game? I mean, that's just certain prayers. Sorry, that, that might need to be scratched out. But there's just certain prayers that God doesn't answer. But here comes Hannah. She's not asking God to fulfill her dreams only. She remembers the promises of God and the directives of God and prays according to that plan. Well, Pastor, what does God's word say I can believe for? What does God's word say I can, I can trust him for? Man, I would challenge you. Let's open up the word of God more and more and see what the answer to that question is. Because can I tell you, you are a person of promise this morning. Number two, Hannah prayed despite her current trouble. The, the, this occurrence, this God moment, it, it happens when they're at Shiloh. This is their yearly, their yearly time. They would come to the house of God and they had this great feast of sacrifice and, and, and communion with, with, with the temple and with the priest of the house. And, and, and this had just been, it had became a mile marker on her journey of one more year that God has not answered my prayer. That's what it meant to her. Some of you, you have some of those mile markers in your life. For some of us, it's Christmas or it's Mother's Day or Father's Day. Like we just got done with there. There's certain times in our life where we just feel like it just reminds us of a prayer that God hasn't answered. That's sort of what, what Hannah's going through. The fact she was here, the same place she was last year, the, the person who was making fun of her for not being able to have a child last year is still insulting her. This year, her life hasn't changed. It's still the same. And the enemy wants of your heart, here's what the enemy wants you to do when you're in that situation. He wants you to use your trouble. He wants to use your trouble and heartache to block the channel between you and God. He wants your pain to become a clog in the channel between you and God. You know, Jesus told the parable in the New Testament about the woman who went to an, to an unjust judge and she made a petition known and she made a petition known and she made a petition known and Jesus says this unjust judge, though he cares nothing about her because she kept on coming he will get up and he will meet her need and abundance but friends can i tell you when you pray to god god is not an unjust god and he is not an uncaring god when jesus tells that story he says things like 
a judge is unjust. He says things like this person was unloving and not caring. But friends, the person we pray to and the person we come to is not like the judge. He's different. He cares and he sees you and he desires to meet the needs in your life. I heard one preacher say one of our problems is that we live in a microwave society, but we worship a crockpot God. He doesn't always move in the way, in the timing that we wanted to move, but Hannah kept praying. And I would challenge you this morning, oftentimes our breakthroughs come in the, on the heels of our breakdowns because we choose to keep on praying despite the trouble around us. The Bible says that Hannah's prayer was not a pretty prayer. She's praying and she's crying bitterly. It's a messy prayer. But can I tell you, God's not scared of your messy prayers. I mean, I've had some messy prayers in my life. I've had, mess, I've had prayers where I've, you know, God forgive me, I've thrown my Bible across the room. I've just, just screamed at God. I've been there. I mean, you ever been there? Now, don't worry, if you haven't been there, you'll get there someday. Glad you came to church today. But I can tell you, God's not afraid of your messy prayers. Just keep praying. Psalms 51 says that God hears the prayers of a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart, the Lord says, he will not despise. Psalms 34 says this, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. Do you know what Hannah discovered when she knelt about that doorpost and prayed that day, she discovered that the God she thought was a million miles away from her was near to her, looking at her and hearing the cries of her heart. And I want to tell you, God hears your prayer too. No matter who's against you, no matter how much ridicule is coming into your life, God hears your prayer. Here's the third thing that Hannah did. And this is actually more of what she didn't do. She didn't turn to other devices. When Eli saw her praying this messy prayer, he just assumed, well, she's drunk or she's been drinking. How many know that when there's something wrong in you, you're real quick to see it in others? But instead of being offended, she pleads her case. She understood we don't get peace by getting people to understand us or agree with us. We get peace when we bring our situation to God. And in a place where Hannah was hoping to find encouragement, she kind of found discouragement, but she kept seeking God anyway. I would say this, don't let anyone or anything keep you from seeking the Lord. I heard a story just a while ago about a person who's been out of church and away from God for decades and the only answer they could muster was as to why they were living why, like they were living was simply this. Once upon a time, they became offended at a person. Not even at God, just at a person. And they altered their entire spiritual life because of offense. You know, I used to try to be so careful, and I, I still put a little bit of effort at not offending people. And I don't think we just need to walk around trying to offend people but at the end of the day i've kind of discovered this 
despite my best efforts to not offend people, I'm still pretty good at it. And so are you. Not me, Pastor. I don't ever offend anybody. No, you just do it so well that you don't even know who's offended at you. But if we want to welcome the promises of God, we can't let this or any offense. Do you know what offenses become? Fences. That's how I think about it. Offenses become fences to the will and the work of God in our life. And so instead of, instead of becoming offended, Hannah keeps praying. And then here's the fifth thing, Megan, if you want to come. She believed the promises of God. Look at the scripture. Eli answered, go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you've asked of him. And she said, may your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went her way, she ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. Hannah believed the promises of God. Pastor, how do you know that she believed the promises of God? She said she laughed. The word says she laughed and her face was no longer downcast. She walked in feeling beat up, discouraged, like she was facing an impossibility. She left and instead of being downcast, she was looking up. And I want to tell you, we've already talked about biology a little bit. For at least nine more months, she still didn't have a child. For at least nine more months, that other woman in the house was still ridiculing her, insulting her. For at least nine more months, the community still thought of her in a negative light, in a negative way. For at least another nine months, people thought she, God is mad at her, God doesn't love her. For at least nine more months, people thought she's forgotten. But yet, here's Hannah. She leaves with her head up. All of a sudden, what happened in this moment? She believed the Word of God is for me too. And I want to tell you, the Word of God is for you too. First Corinthians Chapter 1 says, For no matter how many promises of God, no matter how many He's made, they're yes and amen. And so through Him, the amen is spoken by our neighbor down the street for the glory of God. No, no, no. It's spoken by us. It's not enough to believe the promises of God are true. You've got to believe the promises of God are true for you. You're not an exception to God's rule. He loves you and He cares for you. How could Hannah leave with her situation not changed, but yet her situation changed on the inside? I believe it's because she believed what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy, that she was believed, she, she believed that God was able to keep everything and do everything that she entrusted to Him. I want to ask you to bow your heads this morning as we get ready to pray. You say, Greg, I'm in a place where I need a breakthrough. Maybe you would describe your life this morning as a breakdown and not a breakthrough. But this morning, you need a breakthrough moment with God. Say, I need breakthrough moments. I need life change moments. I, I, I've, I've been through this. Hannah had been through this situation for years. She had been through it long enough to give up hope if she wanted to. 
And in the moment of her breakdown became a breakthrough and say, Pastor, I need a breakthrough this morning. Would you just lift a hand real quick? That's me, Pastor. Pray for me. I need to move from breakdown to breakthrough. Amen. Amen. Would you keep those hands lifted? Amen. 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 All across this room. God has the power to move you from breakdowns to breakthroughs. With the head bowed, for just a little moment, I want to ask you just to begin to tell the Lord, God, I believe you can do this for me. I'm looking across this room, and I won't call out names, but many of you have shared your stories with me, how God moved you from breakdown moments to breakthrough moments. How he's healed your body. How he's touched family members. How he's put your families back together. How he's provided for you financially. God can turn your breakdown moment into a breakthrough moment. And today, I want to just give you an opportunity to express faith that, God, I'm believing you to turn my breakdowns into breakthroughs. Hannah's step of faith was she knelt down, didn't matter who was watching, who was caring. She just wanted to, she just wanted to get before God and say, God, I'm still trusting you. God, I'm still believing for you. It's, it's been years, but I still believe, God, you can do what people say is impossible. God, I still believe you love me. I still believe you care for me. I still believe that you have best for me. I still believe that, that though others would say I'm foolish for believing, God, I'm still, I still believe in you. God, I still believe you're going to keep your word. And that, that became her breakthrough moment. Today, I want to pray for those who lifted your hand. And I would love for you to just take a step of faith this morning. Would you stand up right where you are? If you lifted your hand this morning, would you come down and just meet me in the front? I would love to just pray for you personally this morning that God would just give you a breakthrough moment. God has seen every prayer you pray. He's heard every ridiculing spirit that's around you. He sees those that have taunted you and tormented you. But just like the worship team said this morning, God is speaking a better word over you. Can I tell you, God is speaking a better word over you this morning. He has better for your future than you've had in your past. I believe that this morning. And I want to pray for these that have come this morning. I want to ask if you believe in the power of the prayer, if you're one of our ministers, one of our life group leaders, or you just, hey, I believe in the power of prayer. You want to come pray, would you just come and stand behind one of these this morning? Put your hand on their shoulder. You don't need to know their life story. But just to pray prayers of agreement today that, God, you're going to do what others deem impossible, perhaps even what they've deemed impossible. God, you're going to do it today. You're going to heal what others would say cannot be healed. Come on, can I get some more prayer partners to come and stand with these this morning? And church, I want to ask this to be an all-play this morning. What I mean by that, I want to ask there be no spectators today, but if you didn't come to pray, would you just right there at your seat, would you just stretch your hand towards those that have come this morning and pray this prayer? Maybe you don't know fancy ways to pray. Here's the best prayer I believe you can pray. It's the Word of God. Lord, do abundantly above all they can ask, think, or imagine in their wildest imagination. Would you just begin to pray that over these this morning? Hello, this is Greg Sanders, pastor of the Assembly here in Cabot. I want to say thanks for listening today. If you are ever in the Cabot area, we'd love to have you join us for a service. For service times, check out our webpage at theassemblycabot.com. Thanks again for listening. We hope you have a great day and God bless.